0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, All engine running. off We have a liftoff. We have a liftoff. <laughs>
1: of Flame, the hottest podcast on the internet.
2: That was, um, that was lush. Let's see if I can change my, uh, my camera up here at a better angle. Let's see it's going to work. Oh yeah. Much better. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Burrito Talk. It's Robert Phoenix, and this is where we get together and talk about the joys of Burritos especially burritos from San Francisco and La Tacaria, which is in the background, a very unassuming place, uh, small. There was always a big line at La Taqueria, um, unless you were there at night. If you were there at night, say around, I think it closed early too. I think it closed maybe at eight o'clock or something like that. Whereas some of the other less exclusive burrito joints, would stay open much later. It was a trade-off, right? Convenience and hours versus uh, taste and quality of burrito. And California is definitely a burrito state. I have to say that. Texas is a taco state. Texas is known for its tacos, and I don't mind a good taco but the burrito is a whole different thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, the burrito is when it's right, it's orgasmic. It is truly orgasmic. And, um, you know, I haven't had one in a very long time. In fact, I got fat eating burritos. When I lived in San Francisco, I used to work at this uh, independent record distributor and label. And there was a, Pretty decent taqueria around the corner. And we'd go there every day to eat. And every day I'd have a fucking burrito or I'd have a, a quesadilla. Some days I'd have a torta. One day I saw Nate Thurmond, who used to play for the Warriors there, ordering some Mexican food. God rest your soul, Nate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I became a burrito. That's what happened to me. You you become what you eat. You eat a lot of burritos, you become a burrito. For Halloween, I should have just uh, wrapped myself in foil and uh, just been a burrito. I think in the right neighborhoods, people would have gotten it. What's happening, everybody? It's Robert Phoenix. We are back for another edition of Fifteen Minutes of Flame. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome to the show and the visual if you were here watching this the visual is the the f- the front of La Taqueria in San Francisco it's a like i said it's a very unassuming place it's very clean though you've got the you know, the kind of the white alabaster wall you've got the the green piping and striping up on the top and the red La Taqueria sign in front if you're ever in san francisco i do recommend a little tour of the mission district even though it's got really uppified and gentrified um and indulge in some really good so the mission district has three types of cuisine from central america mexico that i guess maybe four You have, you have your basic Mexican food, which in that part of the world comes from Jalisco. So that's, it's the Jalisco people. And then you have the Baja cuisine, which is seafood. And then you have, um, there are a few restaurants there from, um, let's see, was it, uh, not the Dominican Republic. Um like hold on. Now 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 I've got my my geography all fucked up. I know it's gonna happen. I know what I'm talking about here. Um let's see. Salvadorian. I had to think of Elsa, I was thinking Nicaragua. Salvadorian cuisine, which is really good. Don't sleep on Salvadorian cuisine. They know how to make a good pupusa. And then I think you get a little Peruvian tapas in that area. So there we go. There's enough burrito talk for the day. We're going to get into it. Before I do, of course, we have a sponsor for the show and that sponsor is True Hemp Science. And I have been extolling the virtues of their product ever since they became a sponsor. And so far people that have purchased Chris not been disappointed, particularly the gummies. Uh, We keep getting a lot of good feedback on that front, but there are other products. I'm still hoping that we get our own chatarian blend. I think there may be a website or two ahead of, you know, a show or two ahead of me, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping Chris, who does watch the show, by the way, I hope he can come up with that so we can have our own special blend. Anyway, if you spend hundred dollars, you will get some free product, at least $20. Sometimes Chris is very generous and he'll throw more in. Uh, and the website is truehempscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. And then 15 minutes, that's one five. And then M-I-N-S, all capitals. That's your code to put in and get your, get your goodies. Get your goodies, get your discount. All right. Why don't we, uh, we stop by chataria and uh, let's see who's here today. We've got Tomas Jordan. What's going on, TJ? From TJ to DJ, DJ MC, that's M-F-C, M-F Sister Nina. What's going on, Michael? There's Sony. Sony, my, my, my burrito buddy. Mark M is here. What's going on, Mark? Good to see you. And we have Empath, also known as Michael P. What's going on, Michael? Uh, good to see you. Michael's the timekeeper. Come on, Robert. Let's go. Get on with it. I like that. It's people. Soylent Green is people. Wendy says is here. Sea Pines is also here. We got some virtual hugs going on. Andrea Garland in the house. What's going on, Andrea? Let's see who else we have. I love Lush. Oh, look at that. We struck a chord. Yeah, Lush, a little jangly Brit pop there. I love that song. I remember when that was on the radio. I'm like, wow, this is such a cool tune to listen to. There's Jasper. He's been such a mess since Rosie passed away. Thinking about getting a kitten. No cat can replace Rosie, but I think Jasper might need some uh, a a therapy a therapy pet, just like a person. He might need a therapy pet, a therapy kitten. Maurice, one hundred, my man. What's going on, Maurice? I'm going to do an independent documentary. Called my cigarette with Maury, not my dinner with Andre. My cigarette with Maury. Uh, Andre just posted this. I just watched some news reports about Australians having to limit their electricity use, and I believe the government just took over their power facilities. Dark winter. Yep, that is all coming right. They are seizing control of all of the um, utilities and assets right? This is where it's all headed. And uh, they're doing it because, well, we're in a crisis. Well, who the fuck created the crisis? Question mark. Not us. Let's see. Who else do we have? Australia's taking over so much of the people's lives. Don't tell that to one of my Twitter feed friends. used to live in the United States, who uh, got on me because I had a a tweet that supported 2A. And she laughed at me because uh, she believed that, uh, well, what are you going to do against the might of the military? Oh, and I live in Australia, and I'm unvaxxed. Well, good for fucking you. How easy was that? Maybe it was easy for her. Look, I'm not here to judge a person's lifestyle per se. I may do a little bit of that later in the show, but you're telling me somebody who lives in the United States, a former, a former resident of the United States now lives in Australia where you can't get again, that my ideas around actually like honoring the second amendment are absurd because we wouldn't stand a chance against the military. I just find that deeply ironic in a lot of ways. Well, I grew up in Virginia and I learned how to shoot a 22 and learned how to shoot squirrels. So I know, well, big fucking deal, good for you. Good for you. Now you're in Australia and you're taking your chances. And that's not to say that you can't get through. You know, I am a firm believer in the the principle of true magic, and true magic is is like Obi Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, where there's that scene where he says to the guy, uh, "Our papers are fine. You're 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 welcome to pass." And the guy actually says, "That's true magic," where true magic is being invisible during a time where you kind of need to be invisible right this is true magic and trust me it works there it you can work you can work true magic if it's part of the highest good and you're not using it to manipulate anybody these are the things that are available to us that we have turned our back on and now we're in this morass of having to slog through the the ever quickening thick sand of our uh, societal dilemma and decay, which we're going to talk about today. Um, I guess we don't have to do it. You, you don't have to get on the wheel if you don't want to. And you can carve a very different kind of existence out. Some of us, on the other hand, may have a bit of a different path. I, uh, I had, a really, had a series of really good readings yesterday. It was great. Great day for that. And one of my clients is going to be on on the show next week. And his name is uh, Mark Malone. He became very popular very quickly. Some of you may know who he is. Um, I knew him before he became popular. And uh, he wrote a tract on Agenda 2030 um, and the implementation of it on the local level. I guess there was a Somebody in South Dakota who was a politician wanted him to provide some background and some details. And he wrote this thing and it went viral. And he wound up on Stu Peters and he wound up on Alex Jones. So he's going to be on the show next Friday. And we're going to, we're going to explore his path. The reason I'm bringing him up is because he's become very public. And um, when you become very public like that, strange things could happen to you. And the strange thing happened to him uh, the other day. And um, through the, I think that just the, the grace of God, he was able to dodge some uh, unfortunate event and circumstance. All right, let's see who else we have here. I'm going, I'm, well, I only talk, you know, I only wanted to talk about burritos at the beginning of the show. Just to, just to kind of get it out of the way. Although now I do want one. But, you know, if I had a burrito here in Texas, I think I'd just be disappointed. You know, there's another really uh, sneaky good Mexican place. It's a small chain in the Bay Area. It's called El Gordo. That place is really good. And their burritos are very underrated. And one time when I was in San Francisco, I bought an El Gordo burrito and I froze it. And I put it in my luggage and I stuck it on the plane. Of course, you know, the, the luggage is underneath the plane. It's pretty fucking cold. So it was able to stay cold. And I, and I brought it back and heated it up. I think my kid was in middle school. He loved that place. He loved uh, El Gordo. And so I brought him an El Gordo burrito for lunch to school. How many dads do that? Um, you better be coming to my barbecue Maurice. Let's see. Uh, carne asada burrito is my favorite. The Flying Burrito Brothers. Would you, would you believe I have a story about the Flying Burrito Brothers? I do. It's not a monumental story, but it was a story. So when I was a kid, we used to have this, uh, I think it's probably still there. I don't know what music they play. There was a station in San Jose called KSJO, and they were like the FM Rock station. Or we okay. KSAM was much better. And then the two college radio stations, KFJC and KZSU, were even better than them. Like that was my thing. I listened to KFJC and KZSU as a kid. Way left of the dial, you know, freshman, sophomore. I'm dialing into shit. Like nobody's listening to it was great but i would i would do these contests every now and then you know because they would have these contests you call in and i was pretty good at winning contests like that so I, I won a contest for a free album so what they were doing is they were getting rid of their albums that they would play cuz they had a format mostly album oriented rock eh, every time every now and then a little little juicy a little spicy but so All I had to do was go down to the radio station and pick up the record. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Boy, what am I gonna get? What am I gonna get? And I go in and they give me a double album set, greatest hits of the Flying Burrito Brothers. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What kind of name is this? Who are these guys? And I go through and I look at it. I was like, so disappointed. So disappointed. You know, and I came to find out, you know, these guys from the Birds and Poco and, you know, the Avocado Mafia in, uh, in Los Angeles, Southern California. And I listened to them like, man, I got to get rid of this shit. It's a double album too. Not long after that, down to underground records that went into the, uh, the and, and anytime you really wanted to trade something, it was like, like you know, was like, uh, you're not going to give me that much for this. Okay, I'll take it. Because nobody else is gonna give me that much. All right, who else do we have? Frank Bry checking in. What's happening? Francis Francisco. Um let's see. Who else do we have? Yeah, the gas thing is gonna be really, really difficult. Really difficult. Andrea says gas is getting insane. Apparently, our government is sending more of a reserve. If you don't think that the demolition of this country is happening, you are not paying attention. Apparently, now they're sending, what, 1.5 billion a month to Ukraine? I mean, what the fuck? We have, we have entered into what-the-fuck territory. And there's no oversight. Nobody... Nobody is saying anything. All that money, whether it's direct transfer of the printing press, whether it's that or the the arms that are being sent over there and then being sold on the black market, because that's happening. You think that they'll use some of the equipment, but they'll take a lot of it and just pawn it off to... uh, Israeli armed dealers that are on the ground who will then sell it to other groups. Who knows? Maybe even the Russians will get some. Wouldn't would surprise me. Um, it's, it's a huge money laundering scheme and we could be taking that money and doing way more, way more with it. We could build a really amazing wall at the border. We could change our immigration policy. We could stick people down there and invest them with power. Right? Could have been done easily, but no, no, no. Sadly, no. We have to send it out of the country. So ultimately it can come back to them. That's what's happening. It's a big money laundering scheme. That's what it is. And this is why the American people are so cynical at this point. Because they're watching the wanton destruction of our infrastructure. And your future and your children's future the damage that has been done. And I talked about this when COVID was happening. I think we were about maybe two months in. And I, and I said, if this thing doesn't end in a couple of, look, I just found a dollar. I thought I felt some money there. Speaking of which there, Um, I said, if this thing doesn't end in the next couple of weeks, we're fucked. We will never recover from this. And guess what? It didn't. And guess where we are. We're fucked. It, it, it is the gift that keeps on giving, right? It is devouring through our system, like a worm, like a rapacious worm. There's no, I mean, this is just ridiculous. And then, you know, Biden says, well, the reason the economy is so bad is because of Russia. Blame Russia. Well, you're the one that got fucking involved in that war. You're the one that got snookered with a uh, cattle ring around your nose by Vicky Newland and the the Kagan gang. I mean, ultimately, I think what they want to do also is when they go back in and theoretically retake that area, which is what they want to do, they want to have money there. They want to have a lot of money. They want to have a lot of weapons, the ones that they don't sell, the ones that they keep, so that when the Khazars retake that territory, theoretically, in their brains, um, they'll have, you know, they'll be armed to the teeth and ready to go. It's kind of like... Uh, okay if you've ever been in a relationship where you know the relationship is ending, it's ending, right? And both people know it's ending. Then there's a lot of self-interest involved. Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? So when my marriage was ending, I was like, okay, what do I need to do to make sure that when I leave this marriage, that I'm going to be okay. Like I, I have some, resources. So, you know, I did a few things. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to talk about that um, because ultimately it was in the service of being able to put food on the table for my kid and clothe him and do all the things that he needed to do at a young age. And then nothing, none of it was really egregious. Like I got a, I got an astrology program, which was probably around $300 with the license so I could sell reports. I did that. What else did I do? I might've gotten another computer. Possibly it wasn't anything egregious, but I knew that it would be much harder for me once I left that house to get those things. Right. This is what happens. Just like I, I'm sure that on the other end, you know, my ex-wife was looking after her self-interest. Like, well, what do I need? Do? Oh, well, I need to lose some weight because I'm going to need a new man in my life. And of course that's exactly what she did. But she was going through a Saturn transit of her first house. That's what happens. Saturn comes in your first house, you lose weight. Jupiter comes in your first house, you gain weight. Here's your astrology lesson for today. Um, anyway, we're all in a place now where we're breaking up. We're breaking up. We're breaking up from the government. We're looking around. We're going, okay, what do we need? because we're not going to be able to get it. We're breaking up from the system. The system is different than the government. The government is within the system. The system encompasses a lot of things, public utilities, gas, food, all the things that encompass our daily life, which is part of the social contract, which is completely shattered. So we're breaking up. And when you, like I said, when you break up and you're in a relationship, like a serious relationship where you share resources and you share a home, you know, it's not like two people who are together and, you know, they live in separate places. You know, there's not a lot invested there. I mean, there is in terms of emotions, but not in terms of property and uh, children who some people would say would be property. That kind of relationship when that happens people become self-interested and they're they're looking at what's going to happen i know somebody should i tell this story it is one of the most it is one of the most egregious cases of self-interest i've ever run across i'm not sure if i should say that tell the story though i'll I'll save it for another day It it borders on gossip I know you'll hate me for it, but trust me. When I do tell the story, you'll be captivated. All right, who else do we have here? The new gummies are coming soon. Triple strength. Oh, my God. 69 TM. Good. Good, good, good. Um, I have a cab crew pickup and pulled empty trailer. Oh, it's your, it's your, uh, your son. Yeah, man. They, it's very hard now to travel. My visit in September, look, she said, hopefully I can meet you, see that, M-E-A-T, meet you. Sorry, burrito talk. Sony, you knew exactly what you were talking about. Oh, is Chris here? Is Chris in today? Oh, right on, Chris, good to see you. C Pines, uh, announcing rolling blackouts from the, for the Midwest, that's coming. Controlled demolition of the world economy, yep. Arlene Vega, what's going on, Arlene? Welcome to the show. Don Renee Hart, gracing us with her Leo locks in loving presence. Let's see, who else do we have? Anybody else? Uh, The Italian bakery next door to La Taccheria, Dionda's is to die for. Can we just like all just transport? together to the mission. It's a little early out there. It's 7.40 in the morning. We'd have to wait a little bit. Wouldn't it be great if we could just all just transport and meet at La Taqueria for lunch and then just go back to our lives? In the future, that'll happen. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see, who else do we have here? Is there a way to pop out to, out the chat to the site? I can watch a video. I think so. What's going on, Jake? Jake's going to be on the show tomorrow. This is Gucci to Goats. Looking forward to that. Daffodil Hill. Squirrel is here. Got sick and didn't get better. Not clear on details. I only saw the FB notice from her daughter. Well, you're talking about somebody else. So the the fall event is happening. It is happening. I'll have details on that on Sunday night. By the way, David Palmer will be on the Sunday night show. Let's see who else we have here. Anybody else? Did I miss anybody? CC Jones, what's going on? Fran, Francesca. Uh, Let's see. So hard to watch this. No, it's not easy. It is not. The new Israel. Yep, that's exactly right, TJ. There is no government anymore. It's governance by international corporations. That's true. Pretty soon it will be governance by foundations and governance by NGOs because that is Aquarius and that's where we're headed uh let's see who else do we have here people are waking up they just don't know what to do that is the big problem they just don't know what to do uh let's see anybody else i think we're good oh jacqueline jmp love good good to see you um so let's see from sunday night show you know, we talked about uh, a young man who uh, attempted to take his life on Sunday night. I just wanted to give you an update. Um, he is still in critical condition, but stable. I think he's going to live. Uh, he's going to live. He'll probably rebound once his internal injuries heal. No brain damage, which is important because he's got a, you know, pretty amazing brain. Um It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to his life on the back end of all this. So I'm completely pulling for him and supporting his total recovery so that he can understand why he did not die and that he has a purpose here still. It reminds me a little bit of um, the movie Inside Moves, which is a really good movie if you've never seen it. It's with uh, John John Hurd. John Hurd, who is also in The Deer Hunter. Um, Richard, I think Richard Donner might have directed it. So it's, it's a small movie. It's a small movie, but it's a movie that's worth watching. And it's about a, a guy who decides to take his life and jump out of a window. And instead of landing on the pavement, he lands on the roof of a car, which breaks his fall, but also breaks many bones in his body. And when he leaves the hospital, he's not the same person. And uh, he winds up hanging out at a bar in Oakland with three other quote unquote misfits. And one of the guys who's part of the misfit crew is a, uh, the guy who is the actor from the best years of our life. He came home from the war. This is a real guy it really happened to him. He lost his hands in the war. He had a couple of hooks put on. He actually is in that movie. The best, best day, I think it's the best days of our lives. Great movie, by the way, it's probably one of my top 20 movies of all time with Frederick March. Um, Dana, what's his name? It's a really good movie. Dana Elkar. I think that's his name. And, uh, he plays one of the misfits in inside Moves. much older, but he's still there. The guy with the hooks in his hand. Great movie. If you want an uplifting story of the human experience, if you're feeling down rent inside, I actually bought it. I wanted to make sure I had it on DVD. Um, Rent inside moves. You'll you'll you won't be sorry. Okay, let's get into the show. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about the cattle thing because I saw the video. The cattle looks to me like they were all hit with a fucking weapon. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show the video. I mean, for some people, it might be very disturbing. But it looks like they were hit with a weapon, and um, that's disturbing. That they could actually target a herd like that. It's what it looks like. Because th- I mean, they're they're all next to each other. They're not emaciated. You know, could could it be due to the heat? Maybe. You know, where's the heat coming from? Is it coming from the atmosphere or is it coming from some other source? This is the asymmetric war that we're having to uh, live through right now. That's just part of it. That's part of it. It's coming at us on all different fronts. And one of the fronts that it's coming at us on is the ideas around speech, freedom, truth. And I ran across a video last night um, that absolutely blew my mind. And I'm going to play it today. I'm going to play it in its entirety. And uh, I'm going to give you some context for for the video. So you understand what I'm... When I'm talk- and, I'm, and I may even play part of the other video that is, I think, very, very illustrative uh, of, this, um, of this dilemma we're in right now. We're in a dilemma, we're in a real crisis. And it's exemplified. So let me give you a little background here. This is Peter Boghossian. Uh, who is a very interesting character. I'll just read his uh, bio here very quickly. He was born, uh, he's, so he's a Leo, born in uh, 1966, an American philosopher and pedagogist. Born in Boston, he was a non-tenure track assistant professor of philosophy at Portland State University for 10 years. And his areas of academic focus include atheism, critical thinking, pedagogy, Scientific Skepticism and the Socratic Method. He is the author of a manual for creating atheists and with James Lindsay, how to have impossible conversations, a very practical guide. He and Lindsay are buddies. Um, They participated in their little project called the The Grievance Studies Affair. And what they did is they put together these ridiculous papers, these peer review papers. And they got some of them pushed through and they were actually accepted as peer review papers. And all they were doing was using language out of the uh, critical theory, uh, cultural Marxist playbook. That's all they were doing. The ideas were ridiculous. But as long as they had the right language and the models associated with the language to back up the ridiculousness of their thesis, some of their papers got published. so let me just read this here. Boghossian was involved in the grievance Study Affairs, also called Sokol Squared in media coverage, with collaborators James A. Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose, in which seven papers were accepted of 20 submitted in low impact academic journals, which put forth intentionally preposterous ideas in peer review publications related to gender studies in other fields. After an investigation, Portland State University restricted Boghossian's future work on the basis of research misconduct including failure to adhere to Institutional Review Board processes. In September, 2021, Bogosian resigned his position with Portland State University, citing harassment and a lack of intellectual freedom. Bogosian coined the term street epistemology for a set of conversational techniques, he described which are designed to enable enable examination of strongly held beliefs, especially of the religious kind in a non-confrontational manner. Okay, so he's not a Republican, He's an atheist. He's a critical thinker. Uh, that's his background. Okay. That is his background. So what I'm going to show you is I'm going to show you one of the events that he was doing at Portland state, his former college. Now, remember he was not a professor there at the time. This is after his resignation and he's doing one of his street epistemology exercises, which has to do with, um, influence in moving off of your assumptions if you're given different pieces of information that might have you reconsider what your position is. And that position is actually physically plotted out. I'll show you. It's, a, it's an interesting little game that he's devised. He's very good at asking people questions and ultimately determining where their logic just runs right into a brick wall. He's good at it. He's not a bully. He, he, keep in mind, he's a Leo. He comes at this from a pretty open-hearted perspective. So I'm setting the stage for you. And this thing's about 16 minutes long. We're, we're gonna watch the whole thing. And I may interrupt it along the way, which I normally do. And he is doing one of his street epistemology exercises, which you can not see, that's a separate video, but it gets interrupted And that's when it gets very interesting and, in my humble opinion, disturbing. So let me tee this thing up here. So this is from uh, his uh, YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to, and I have subscribed to it. And he's about to um, continue his dialogue with this young man. And he's engaged in the street epistemology exercise. And what takes place after this is going to be the topic of our conversation. All right, here we go. Move Not all
0: the way over there. One line, just one line.
2: I guess if they told me how many
3: genders specifically there were. I can't think of anything that would
0: change my. Are you giving me the finger? Hi. I'm standing in front of the social work building. I'm harming individuals by asking that question. Well, you want to come down and have a conversation about it? Why do you want to come down and have a conversation? Oh.
4: <laughs> to move to the strongly agree. In this man's class, after a long, controversial 10 weeks of lectures, in this giant auditorium on the final day, he posed a question to the students. He says, if anybody has disagreed with anything I've said over the last 10 weeks, come down and sit in this chair in a spotlight in the middle of the auditorium. Here's a platform, tell me to my face. I'm I'm glad, I I was the only one who walked down and you gave me an A. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Excuse me, hi, I'm so curious about what's, um, what's happening out here.
0: Oh, you wanna, you, uh, it's a critical thinking game where we take a look at claims and you step on a line you wanna play? Well, uh... you wanna watch the game played?
5: Well, uh, we were watching from up there, actually, because we actually, we ha- we happened to see the sign from up in the School of Social Work, which is on the sixth floor, and some of our trans students saw the statement, um, there are only two genders.
4: Well,
0: thanks for coming down to talk.
5: Um, <coughs> it was pretty activating and upsetting, not knowing the context. We thought it was sort of a statement that was being made, um, but not, not a thought exercise necessarily.
0: Would so you like I'd to see how the game is played?
3: No. 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 Is it something that,
0: that should yeah. be a game, though? Because- mm, an exercise. You want to. You want to use uh, non. You want to use defund the police as one.
2: Okay, so here they come. Here come the zombie hordes. So this is the front guard. These are the people who feel the most sure about themselves, and about their position, and about their compassion. The less sure, the rear guard, of course, they're all, the rear guards wearing masks. That tells you why they're not in front. Now they're coming and a few more are going to come here because you know what? There's strength in numbers. There is strength in numbers. Okay. This guy's about to engage and say some of the most stupid, ridiculous shit. And Bogosian catches him in his stupid, ridiculous shit right out of the gate. Here we go
6: thinking about what it looks like yeah what does it look like to, other, to, to see like community. one two three four five, five white men with a sign that says there's only two genders you could have been like the Westboro Baptist Church girl
0: what is white why did you identify us in the base of our race
6: why well, are you the best people to be hosting that that dialogue?
0: Uh, no, but you be
3: representative of that community.
0: Okay, but I asked you a question. Why did you identify me and these people on the basis of their race?
6: What it looks like, right? Kind of like that activating, triggering aspect of it all.
0: So you think that it's ex- morally acceptable to identify people on the basis of their race?
6: Um, it's not a moral <laughs> question. It's a matter of like. The fact It's that just about
5: power and privilege, yeah, yeah and, and identity and representation,
2: right? So, if you- all right. So this is a perfect example. This guy is fumbling. Bogosian has caught him in a trap because they don't want anybody else to be identified by race. Like, if you identified, I don't know, is anybody racial here? I think there's a woman that comes up a little bit later who's black. If you identified her as black. Um, that would be considered racist in their mind. And yet this clown automatically assumes that he can just say, well, you're white. And because you're white, you represent a certain profile that we have in our head. And when Bogosian calls them on it, their leader here decides to jump in and then start to quote some, some doctrine, some ridiculous doctrine. And this happens throughout this conversation. You, you'll you'll see. All right. And her her res, her response to his question that he could not answer is equally head scratching and just tells you these people are just running a fucking tape recorder. If you
5: had been queer folks out here asking those kinds of questions, and there
2: was well, how do you know we're not queer?
5: Um, that's true. I don't know. But see,
2: so here, let me go back. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, this is an important point because he's. Challenging their assumptions.
0: Morally acceptable to identify people on the basis of their race?
6: Um, it's not a moral question. It's a matter of like the fact it's that it's just about power and
5: privilege, yeah, yeah and, and identity and representation.
2: Okay, you see that they all just said yeah. Did you see that they all said yeah? Right at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's like the Borg mind just kicks in, and and they all just have the same response in real time. I'm sorry, interrupted again, but she's going to bring up the whole thing around uh, trans and queer. Let me just back it up a bit. One more time. Here we go. Their race?
6: Um, it's not a moral question. It's a matter of like the fact it's that it's just about power and privilege. Yeah.
5: yeah and, and identity and representation, right? So if you had been queer folks out here asking those kinds of questions, and there
2: was. Well, how do you know we're not queer?
5: Um, That's true. I don't know. But there's not um, sort of a representative, holistic.
2: The other thing that they like to do, you'll see this, is they like to use their hands a lot. They're into the jazz hand thing. because, Because they believe that by using their hands, their lack of real intellectual depth will be amplified by the emphatic nature of their jazz hands. You'll see this throughout. Let's keep going
5: exclusive feeling especially from up on high we're looking down and we see this statement being made we're curious about it we're also just worried about the harm being done to passersby.
0: what, what is the harm statement.
5: So, there are people, the who went, they, people who went home because it was so yeah. triggering and accurate. We have some students So, have I think the,
0: the end result is there. Really, you know, you're on film, right?
5: That is totally fine. Okay. There are real people who are really hurt by the statements. So
0: what were they hurt about?
5: Because that's not how they identify. And so, it seems like a really triggering statement to just say there are two genders if that's not been your experience. So, it's very harmful and very hurtful. And I just, there's human lives that were affected. So, I think that's the message we're trying to send is to maybe consider the questions that you're asking or posing before you begin your thought experiment
6: are you are you curious about like what we're bringing to you at all or do you have
0: i'm thinking about uh i'm extremely curious and i'm extremely respectful i genuinely respect the fact that you came as opposed to seven or eight of you giving me the middle finger and saying "fuck you to me so yeah so so what
5: do you you gain from this
7: like what is your reason that you just want to cause trouble or like like why are you here
0: so um i'm fascinated i do street epistemology and i'm fascinated if the people epistemology is uh from the greek basically how you know what you think you, okay so street epistemology is taking it out of the university and bringing it into the street so i'm very cu- a street,
2: okay a sidewalk perfect. or a uh... it's like is this a street though is this a street aren't you denigrating people that live on the streets This is her big moment. Oh, here we go. This is
5: street epistemology. You're doing this on
0: the- Okay, if you don't like the word uh, street, you can call it uh, plaza epistemology. Whatever. But the idea is you take it out of the university and you see if the reasons that people have for things justify their confidence in it. So this is a confidence scale. We can do this with any claim you want. We can do this with a mayor of the city. We can do this with, uh, should the United States be funding uh, uh, Ukraine, uh, I think it's $800 and, uh, billion, dollars. should the United States, should, is it more important to control inflation or employment? Um, and we put people on a spectrum, they start on, let me just explain, you. so you asked, so I'll tell you. So what, do, what am I going to do? I
5: think, we I think what we're happening. saying is, the, you know, and I think those questions are thought provoking and important questions um, to ask. Folks in our community, I think what we were struck by was the statement on the board that it wasn't a question and that there was no oh. context clues for folks, especially trans folks, to know that this was not your belief, Would, but this is more of a thought experiment.
0: Okay. Would you, you be more comfortable harm. if it was a question? Like if I put a question mark?
5: Sure.
0: Okay, sure. I'm sure. more than happy to put a question at a the question end.
5: Question is a question and not a statement.
0: More like, than happy like
5: to. Some type of
3: warning or oh, it's a statement of like what you're doing on another board so people can walk by and like try and understand that mm-hmm. because from afar it looks
6: this is a thought experiment so, yeah.
3: this is, this is yeah. what we're yeah. asking people
0: i'm more than happy to do that and
3: then that way it can kind
0: of if if we i'm more than happy to do that i only have one board but i'm more than happy to put on this is a thought experiment and put a question mark I I right if i put board. a question mark i could i don't know i'm worried that people wouldn't be able to see it but I'm more than happy to, if so, if I put a question mark at the end and then I put another one, it's not really, it is a thought experiment, but it's more of an exercise slash game starts thought experiment. If I put that on the end, would all of the uh, uh, concern
5: vaporize? Uh, no, probably not because we're talking about-
2: Okay, that's a really great point. Now they have they have their demands, their list of demands. And the list of demands are, well, Put a if you know you're making a statement, turn it into a question. A question is more inviting. And then maybe you could tell people what you're doing so that they understand. It's like, okay, I'll do that. What if I put a question mark there and I put a statement there about what I'm doing? Is that enough? Are you will you be satisfied? Will your concerns be vaporized? And guess what? They're not. They're never ever satisfied unless you fall in line with their ideology and mouth the same kind of monkey talk that they're being taught in these universities that's the only time they'll be happy is when you comply and become part of the board that's it watch watch what happens
5: real humans with their lived experience and their positionality their identities you know and sort of we i might have a very different um personal feeling walking by because it doesn't target my identity specifically so we're just sort of here to sort of advocate and um elevate who might be harmed by a statement
0: what do you mean by harmed harmed yeah
5: um well, people who have been, like, historically and currently oppressed, right, by dominant systems, patriarchy, whiteness, uh, masculinity, all of the systems that harm people who don't fit within those sort of more rigid...
0: That's why you want a question and not a statement.
5: Can I also ask, like...
0: Now, let me just, I just want an answer. Is that that's why you want a question not a statement?
5: Um, I think a question is an invitation right?
0: More than happy to put make it a question.
5: Participate in this conversation. It's
0: more than happy to do
1: that.
5: You're representing, you know, with your identity, a belief, perhaps when, especially when it's a statement. And so what it looks like is you're out here saying there are two genders and then anyone who doesn't fall within those two sort of binary boxes.
0: I'm more than happy to to do that. That's where the harm comes from. More than happy to say this is a thought experiment. No, let me just, let me just finish. More than happy to do that, but it seems that there's if I did that, that would not be enough.
5: Um,
6: well, you
0: might be. You might. have but I, I just. I don't. I just, just. I
5: might not be the person to. You know. Again, I think asking folks.
2: Now she doesn't want to take any blame. She doesn't want to take any responsibility for having a position that is not a part of the party line. I may not be one of the folks that you need to dialogue with. So he's pinned her. He's totally pinned her and she's trying to get out of having to take responsibility for her position around this. She wants no part in it because she doesn't want to be canceled. All right. So here let's let's keep going here because as she's flailing, now now the reinforcements come in as she's flailing. Here we go
5: who hold those identities, sort of, if that is enough. So asking queer students, asking trans students, asking gay students, if you're asking about race or poverty or religion, people who are part of those groups can really inform you better than I can. You wanted to say, I wanted to hear her through.
3: No, I get it. And I'm just wondering, like, are any of you all like trained professionals in trauma informed care? Like if a transgender individual were to come to the space and participate, and then there was a triggering response where they needed emotional support, like, are you ready to support that? Because this conversation can bring up a lot of emotions and the people that are.
2: She's borderline losing her shit. You could hear it in her voice. It's cracking. And and what Bogosian is getting at here is that it's not enough. And are you trained? Now you got to be trained. Now you got to be trained to deal with the trauma that may trigger one or two random people who have a hard time with the sign that you put out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in really fucking serious territory here. Because... There's a large group of our population and our young people who are completely and utterly brainwashed. And again, if I was Russia or China or any other theoretical um, enemy of the United States of America, I'd be licking my chops right now. I'd be licking my chops. I'd be, I'd be sharpening my swords, my bayonets. I'd be counting my bullets because this is a profile of a nation that is in intellectual and moral freefall. All right, let me keep, let me keep going here.
3: Kind of working within it could be really triggered, but if you're not, if no one's there as like an advocate or support, it could be pretty detrimental to the community you're asking. So I just want to like frame that if you're not having like an advocate there as someone that can like Be an emotional support or regulation for the people that are potentially harmed or triggered in this conversation, whether they're participating or not, like that's a potential thing to think about and could be a flaw in the system because you need to have someone to be able to support that emotionally, mentally, and for people's trauma. So if you're not, it's kind of like these people might leave and feel like, without any support or any understanding of what they just went through. So yeah, just know, to think that. And we know people with, who are in the gender minority experience
8: higher rates of suicidal ideation, higher rates of anxiety and depression, and like they're seeing messages like this all throughout their lives. And so campus is supposed to be a safe space where everyone can exist freely in their own identities and who they are and be learning and be talking about these really, really important things within our culture and society. And by walking through this community, remember, that we care about that should be in class today, learning about how to take care of their community how to support marginalized individuals like themselves and others can't participate Mm today because they saw that message and that's why that's what we mean by harm and honestly i don't even think adding a question mark is enough i think it should be more of what is your perspective on gender identity because then you're opening up the question or gender in general right because we know that it's not just about identity it's about who that person is And, and by by really framing it in the binary that's where there's harm
7: can I put in, like, my two sons as a non-binary person? Yes. Cool. I am gender non-conforming. I use they, them pronouns. Okay, okay.
2: Now we're entering into Saturday Night Live territory here. Because this young woman... <coughs> this young woman... Is the biggest fucking cliche you'll see all day. I mean, it's, it's such a cliche that you have to ask yourself, is this a comedy skit? Watch what happens here.
7: Can I put in, like, my two sons as a non-binary person? Please yes. Cool. I am gender non-conforming. I use they, them pronouns. Do you know what that means?
4: I
0: believe so, yes. Are
7: you aware of, like, the theory of social constructionism?
0: Yes. So... I'm a a gender studies scholar.
7: So I'm much younger than you. These are all, you know, this is all very new, I understand. Like, my parents are boomers. They're in their 60s. They've had a really hard time understanding. So I've had to explain this to a lot of people in your generation. So you're aware of social constructionism. You're aware of gender as a social construct. When you say there are only two genders, those two genders are just social constructs that we made up from birth. You were assigned a male at birth because you have a penis. I'm assuming mm. <laughs> you present as male. Do you identify as male?
0: Are, are you asking if I identify as male? Out there. Uh, I identify as male.
7: Because you were assigned a male at birth, you're, are you cis?
0: I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not sure where you're going with this. I'm trying. I'm trying to understand where you're going. That
7: the idea of there being only two genders is a social construct because we have this idea of being assigned assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth. Now, I'm non-binary. That's something that I have learned about myself over the last six, seven years. After I was a teenager, I was learned about sociology. I learned about gender as a social quanta. And I realized that I don't think... I
2: was learned about sociology? You obviously didn't learn any fucking English. I was learned about sociology. I mean, I'm mocking her a little bit, but it's an important point. If you can't articulate a simple idea like that, it undermines your, your entire argument about what you have found out about yourself as being a non-binary non-gender person. Right. I mean this, it completely undermines the whole thing. And this this is really disturbing it's it, it, she talked about her boomer parents i have boomer parents why didn't she just say i have parents no she has to denigrate them because she's being told to hate her parents because her parents are part of the problem what we're witnessing here is cultic behavior this is cultic behavior. This is one of the largest cults in the entire world. It's a cult, and these people are under the spell of a cult. Of a cult, it's exactly what what they're under. A lot of them are damaged or traumatized. The world is difficult, harsh, uh, and getting more difficult and harsher every day. So. They tend to aggregate in groups so that they can augment their power and feeling extremely powerless in, in a world that seems to be sucking power away from people like it's a black sun. All right, let's keep going here because uh, what do we got time-wise? Let see where we are. Because there's other parts of, this vid- of the video I want to play. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going.
7: Into the box of just a cis woman. Okay, my gender is completely whatever I feel like in the moment. I'm not just one solid thing. Sexuality, gender, these are all social constructs that we've created within our society, our binary society, where we've decided there's only male or female. So many people don't fit into that. And, like, why do you feel like you're a man? Because you've been socialized to believe these things are associated with being a man. These things are associated with being a woman.
2: Now they hate being lectured to, but they sure as fuck love to lecture other people. Like you lecture these, they'll scatter. And they will at some point. They will scatter like little roaches, but they have no problem putting you on blast with with their ideas around privilege, sex, class, patriarchy, blah, blah, fucking blah.
7: There's only two boxes. But you don't have to conform to that. That's just what society has told you from birth. Someone said, a doctor said, this person has a penis. I'm gonna assume that they have to be a man and binge this box their whole life. But why? That's just I,
0: post- I would love to hear other voices if you wanted well, to I say, say something.
7: Engaging in this debate feels so just...
0: Do you feel that this is a debate?
6: That's your response.
0: <laughs> when you say, I want to hear from everyone. Else. No, I do want. To, I, I, I I, no, I listened and I'm processing. Would you like me to engage her? I
6: want to hear yeah, from I him. That. You want to hear from him?
0: Okay. Do you have anything to say? I, to
6: no,
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure, so this is this is what I want. I don't want the reason that i I'm more than happy to engage you. The reason that I said that is you have how many people here? Fifteen, I'm guessing. No, but let me finish. the reason I said that is because I don't want you to walk away and someone to say, I- you didn't give me a chance to talk. So I didn't give her a chance to talk before, but that's only because I was listening to what you were going to say. And I realized that the classes here here on a lot of time. And the reason that I switched from what she had, and I'm more than happy to listen to her, is because I don't want people... It's-
3: oh,
8: he made...
2: He made- he just committed an egregious sin by calling her "her," and the thought police is right there, right there to correct his misuse of gender pronouns.
8: Just told you their pronouns and their lived experience. Okay,
0: then I. Okay, so instead of getting
7: experience of someone that doesn't conform to what
0: I. Okay, so this individual just told me that, and I'm trying to be reasonable. And I think it's better to have a conversation than for you guys to give me the finger, and you will fuck you. So you wanted to say something? Go ahead.
8: It's already been. You, Are so you guys made a bunch it's of academic important data important to address that she did, you. like just address the? You just addressed. You just called this person a. Okay. And they just told you their gender was. Okay.
0: There. Well, I apologize, and I say that's they.
7: That's the harm being done that we were talking about. Do
0: you accept my apology? Okay.
7: It's a generation, it's a generational, you know, education. If you...
0: Okay. So...
7: And want to you got... And learn, that's great. I, I love that and I accept your apologies.
0: So isn't it better to have a conversation about this than to scream at someone from the rooftop?
5: Oh, I don't know who... I, I, I certainly didn't scream at you from the rooftop. Did any of you guys scream? Yeah, I yeah. Did. yeah, yeah, you did. I
0: yeah. Did. So you guys were screaming and yelling, fuck you to me and giving me the finger.
3: Yeah, we were just saying, please go away.
0: You're not welcome. No, I said, fuck you. Okay. Okay. So I is, know. so. Can I just.
6: My goal is to disrupt I mean, this. No. I don't want any more
0: harm to so. Yeah. Okay. So I, I understand that you believe on, uh, I can't remember where that over there she moved, but I understand that you, you believe this stuff. And we live in a democracy, and other people don't have those beliefs. And I want to ask people if the reasons they have for their beliefs are justified. And this is that experiment.
5: Your thought experiment, we don't, we actually have to go. We don't, we're not part of the thought experiment. We're all social workers and we So
2: they can come down and they can scold him. They can try to school him and lecture at him. But at a certain point where he wants to have a real dialogue with them, we're all social workers and we have to go back to work. All right, we're not done yet. It gets even more interesting here.
5: Saw this harm being done and we just wanted to come here with curiosity and also some some information.
2: And do you feel that you've
0: spoken? Do you feel that anybody, if anybody else has something to say that that you haven't had an opportunity to speak. Do
6: you feel like you've learned anything or taken? it?
0: But that doesn't answer my question. I just ask if anybody else has, would like to speak. If you'd like to speak, I'm standing here. Okay.
5: But I think to Joel's point, we (laughs) hope that this was informative and helpful and sorry if saying fuck you hurt your feelings. And
0: um, no, it didn't hurt my feelings.
5: I'm glad because our student who, you know, who was hurt, We're we're worried about them, and potentially many, many others. And so that's why we came down to talk to you, just because we have a personal connection.
0: Well, I'm glad. Isn't it better to have a conversation with someone than to... Yes. I mean, isn't that what the whole enterprise should be about?
5: It's not safe for everybody to have that conversation. Sometimes it's hard to just have a simple it's not conversation. Yeah.
6: Especially when you're doing it like every fucking day of your yeah. life. Yeah,
3: <laughs> this is something we're fighting for and advocating for. This is our job and what we care about, and what we're passionate about. So sometimes it's hard to keep all those emotions in when we see someone that we care about being harmed.
0: And do you think that the best way for people to understand, what, what, what is the best way for people to understand your point of view?
3: this right now showing up
0: thank you yeah oh what uh, oh advocating
3: Advocating for the people that may feel like they don't have a voice
0: okay so the people who watch this because this is being videoed do you think that the people who watch this who don't agree with you as a result of having watched this will then agree with you
3: I'm not asking them to agree with me
0: but don't you want to facilitate social change
3: I'm asking you to have a different perspective to understand where we're coming from because we're trying we came down here to try and understand where you're coming from. Did you? To anyone
0: Did you really though?
3: Decide if this is okay,
0: but yeah, you have to please be honest with me. You, is that really why you came down to understand?
3: Yeah, yes.
0: Okay, and and what what did you? What is your understanding of why I'm doing this?
5: We don't care about your best care about how you. Process. It's not
0: impact. What? What? I'm sorry. Why? I haven't heard from you. What is it? It's
5: not. I just want to tell you, we don't care about your thought experiment. We care about. The, hum- the, the, impact. the, the yeah. impact that it's uh-huh. having on...
0: Okay, so you didn't come down to understand why I'm doing this then? We
5: came, to, we came down here to tell you, like, what you're doing is farming others. As-
0: right, so you didn't come down to understand. That's why I asked you to please be honest.
3: I, you- be not, I really, oh. truly do want to understand why this even exists. Just because exists. we didn't want to know how
5: your game works. doesn't so mean we weren't coming down here.
0: So-, so what is it that you understand for why I'm doing this? If you said you came down to understand why am I doing this, No, no, this, no, no, but this is, you've made a claim. You've made, you've made a claim.
5: Right.
2: Okay. This is what?
5: You'll watch the video.
2: Now you see, now he's getting down into the brass tacks of this thing. And as he gets down into the brass tacks of this thing, they run away. They run away. They're like one trick ponies and they will fire their, emotional um, assault onto uh, Peter Burgosian or other people. and it's all based on this learned ideology that has no basis or foundation in any real sense of the word that's connected to truth. They do not truth is something that is going to be termed and labeled, Colonialist, privileged, and racist. I guarantee you, this is where truth is going. Truth is going to be a word that would be banned because truth is a trigger. So he is getting down into the brass tacks of this thing. He's getting down into the truth of this experience. Did they really come down to understand or did they come down to lecture him, cajole him, harass him and as he's getting down into the trenches they run away
0: what do you think the result of people watching this video
2: will going to be what is
7: your intent what is the impact it's having that's all right what harm is being
2: done he knows exactly what just happened all right exactly what just happened all right so i'm going to go back here i'm probably getting in trouble for this but I have some watching this, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this video and my 15 year old brain kicks in. And my 15 year old brain kicks in and says, okay, is there a woman here? I'd want to have sex with as a man with a 15 year old brain. And I'm looking at these women and then I'm asking myself, when was the last time they even had sex besides with themselves? And and I and I would say probably with a male. A very long time ago. Very long and maybe not ever. Right, not ever. And I went through each and every one of them. It's like, okay, what I want to have sex with her. What I want to have sex with, you know, as a 15 year old brain. Because this is what you would do. You would look at these women. In terms of propagation. Right, Because that's what ultimately sex leads to. It leads to propagation and generation. And the answer to that question was absolutely not. There's not one person here. and has nothing to do with their, their physical appearance. Some of them, you, you know, you could probably, this is totally sexist, by the way, and it might fall into misogyny. I don't care. If you, you know, took them to a stylist, yeah, they, they might look pretty good. And, but on the inside, they're ugly. They're all ugly on the inside. They're all ugly on the inside. And it's unfortunate. You know, they have chosen this path of ugliness. And uh, sterile ugliness is how I would term it. Although I did come to the conclusion that their ringleader here, right there, that under a certain situation she'd be fucking wild, she'd be crazy, right? And she would tell, she would tell you not to tell anybody. I can see that with this woman. She's probably been a little crazy in her life, right? But they're all sitting on a volcano. The one woman, let me see if I can go back here. Let me see if I can find her. She was the one that was schooling him. This one right here. She is sitting on an absolute volcano of rage. You could hear it in her voice. She's like this close to just completely exploding. These are social workers, and their job is to go out to the community and help people. So they've they have found the most theoretical downtrodden member of our society now, and it's not black. It's not black. It's not Hispanic not Muslim, the most downtrodden member of our society now is trans. Trans has become the new black. And their concern now is to make sure that those people who see very different visions of reality, visions of reality, versions of reality that don't conform to their Choice. It's a choice, by the way. They're making a choice. I don't care what anybody says. Their choice to reassign their gender. They're going to be the front guard to make sure that they have the most safe world that they can live in. These, and they're mostly women, and they're taking their natural tendency to protect and nurture, and defend, and they're reassigning that to their their progeny, the progeny of a social experiment. In their world, in order for that person to be safe, and that person, by the way, is them, that's them. That's an extreme version of who they are. In order for that person to be safe, the world must do everything in its power to round off its edges. It's like when you have a when you have a kid, right? You 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 put like the, the bumpers on your table and all that shit so that your kid doesn't run into it and uh, you know get brain damage. That's what they want. They want to put the baby bumpers on the world. They want the world to conform to the most vulnerable group in the world in order for that group to be okay. Do you know what that world would look like? You're kind of getting a good example of what that world would look like. It's it's a, it's a really dull, sexless and humorless world. To me, that basically spells communism dull, sexless, and humorless. And I'm sure that even the hardcore Bolsheviks might have had a good laugh or two every now and then. but not these people. They want to put the baby bumpers on reality. And what kind of world is that going to be? It's not a, it's not a very robust one. I can tell you that right now. Okay, I've got a little bit of time left, I think um, where we have 21 minutes, I think, uh, actually no, um, 11 minutes. Let me play you another quick dose of Boghossian. And this is at Berkeley. And I hope I can get it in because um, it it speaks to a whole other issue and problem that that we have here. So So he's at Berkeley. I'll set the stage for you. He's doing his game and he's found some takers for the game. And the premise is, is America racist? And let me show you what happens this again this is another another big red flag as to why we are in fucking trouble here we go
0: i invite people to talk about the claim of the moment which is america is racist i predict we will not get many people for this because of the culture of fear but let's find out let's see if i'm correct i predict that if we get anybody for this question if we get anybody they're going to stand on the strongly, the strongly agree. That's my prediction, but I could be wrong.
8: I think the people who would do disagree with the statement would not want to come up here because it would get canceled.
0: Correct. I think that's right. So I'm. Cancel
2: does exist. So cancel culture does so she's exist. she's actually kind of intelligent. She's actually kind of intelligent. She's more intelligent than that Motley Crue in Portland. All right, here we go. That's right. Clim- we have
8: evidence of that right here, right now.
9: Yeah, well, let's,
0: let's I'm gonna, I would love to disprove my own hypothesis. Let's see if we can get people. What do
9: you mean by, like, America is racist?
0: Well, uh, I'll let everybody decide.
9: Oh, I don't know. How can you decide if there's no, like, if there's no grounds to build off of?
0: You can offer definition. I mean... So my role here is not to tell you what to think or anything. It's just to see if you agree with yourself.
9: agree with myself i don't like wouldn't that lead people to make up their own definitions rather than like
0: what's wrong with that
9: there's no like point in arguing if you all have your uh,
0: correct but nobody's arguing
9: debate debate
0: nobody's debating
9: oh it's just like what is it supposed to be
0: seeing if it can figure out what's true
9: oh that's debating right because they try to convince each other
0: nobody's i'm not convincing anybody of anything i'm just paving the way for you to convince yourself of something
9: oh okay that's cool well, Thank you. all
0: right you want to stand on a line i need one you other person
2: they always do this no debate no argue and then once he got to this point where it's like no i'm just here to see what you have to say and have you convince yourself Of the thing that you think is true. And she she talked like a little girl. She talked like she was about eight years old, maybe six. She has a mask on. This This is what they're churning out in colleges across America. All right, here we go. Listen, who wants
0: to come and talk about this claim? So everybody get in the middle line. Three, two, one, zero. Damn. Okay. All right. So
4: let's talk about that. Why did you stand on Strongly Agree? Because it's an institutional, historical process that hasn't changed till today. Racism, I mean. And we still live it.
0: Okay. So if you would have- bracket the historical so there is like the present tense like right now America is racist
4: yes
1: okay why did you stand on strongly agree uh 100% what he said um it's practically in our history um there's nothing that we can change to do it there's no reform that's going to fix it um America is racist it's practically built on racism and i don't think anything could change it we should just abolish like everything and abolish abolish what this is no this is no, 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 a different the not abolish but like completely like reform the constitution. I think like completely rewrite the entire thing. Um completely do what I miss that. We need to erase the history that has been done. Um not erase it. We need to learn from it and we need to completely rewrite it. We need to rewrite history. Um I think we're doing we're making it more progressive that way. But um it's definitely not working. It's okay, so you you strongly agree that America is racist. Yeah, one of the main things I um uh i pulled up the national anthem because one of the main things that we're america's trying to hide is the national anthem and it's racist on um, lyrics yeah. like, can you read them to us yeah no refuge could save the hireling and save um it's just it's practically built on race. america is racist that's not me. okay and you agree with the claim that america's racist
8: yes i do
0: and what are, how can you not know in the slightly agree or the strongly agree category
8: um i was debating on whether or i should be in strongly agree or agree but when we look at the statement america is racist america in itself is a country but you have to think of like what exactly the country is like comprised okay, of that i'm gonna makes- move
2: ahead a little bit she makes some sense more than the two dudes the two dudes are fucking ridiculous all right watch what happens
4: willing to move to the agree No, because uh, I'm taking America as a country, as a government, as an institution, and everyone that lives here lives by patterns that nurture racism and nurture colonial practices that we're still that being carrying since then. And it comes from capitalism. It comes from colonialism, like post-colonialism and still like happening. If you cannot buy from From Zara, and still say that America is not racist.
0: Okay, so can you give uh, can you give them in particular three examples of laws that are currently racist in this country?
4: Yeah, well, the I know the one that I've studied, like most recent, is like the Ellis Act that I think it's like most about San Francisco, and it just current current laws current laws that are on the books right now well the how are you call i'm not from america but oh, where are you from i'm venezuelan oh okay no, i mean i know the like the electoral district and all that the
0: and what do you what do you mean schools okay so
2: look at this guy schools? look at this guy He's, i'm no, out of here give an
0: example of three laws oh we lost one you had to leave okay can you give an example of three laws currently on the books that are racist
4: no i don't know the u.s constitution No, but yeah. Okay, Okay. do you think
2: he's from Venezuela? He's not from the United States. He can't answer a simple question about one law in this country that is racist. And then he says, I don't know the U.S. Constitution. Because I guess by reading the Constitution, that would qualify you as being racist. Like somehow the racism... Of the Constitution would just jump off the page like coronavirus, and then it would get inside of you, it'd be a contagion, and then you would become racist. He's a fucking moron. She actually makes a little bit of sense. She might be redeemable. Might. She had more common sense than those two clowns. One of them just walked away because he knew that Peter Boghossian was going to start asking questions. Then, once the questions were being asked, he did not want to be the person who could not responsibly answer the question. He didn't want to be the fool behind him from Venezuela. And I stopped that interview because I got to get out of here, but he winds up looking worse and worse and worse as that little Exercise goes on, and he proves exactly what Peter Bogosian is trying to prove. Trying people that have strong, strongly held beliefs about a certain thing in this case, he's taking very extreme examples. They try to reinforce their beliefs through faulty, godless ideology that's based on critical theory, and once they run out of their pedagogy. once they run out of their talking points, they're fucked. And what do they do? They leave. It's like they throw out their talking points. They try to recontextualize everything. And then it's not about truth at any point along the way. It's more about concern and perspective. We're asking you to understand our perspective. We're asking you to understand why we're concerned. But they're not interested in understanding another perspective. They weren't even interested in understanding what he was doing. All they wanted to do was come down and lecture him. That's it. And that's why we are in deep shit, because these colleges just keep churning out these mindless Borgs mindless, humorless, sexless Borgs. Now, to be fair, he goes on this tour and he does encounter some students who are pushing back and going in the other direction. And I won't do it today. Maybe I'll do it next week. I'll show a couple of examples of that. Um, I, I would say subscribe to Peter's channel. It's a good channel. And um, he's coming at this from a very almost Jordan Peterson-like perspective. But without the snark. He's not snarky. I like him. All right. I'm out of here for today. Be, you know, join us tomorrow over on YouTube for the Friday Firecast. Use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart, to see what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Take care. Bye for now. Stay curious.